0: wake up put your shoes on take a breath of the northern air and rub those eyes welcome everybody to Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider brought to you on the Talk North Network by our great sponsor the White Bear Lake Superstore, and talking today I'm actually in Columbus, Ohio, getting ready to speak at Ohio State, do my college speaking on negotiation and sports business, and my cohort, Jim Suhan, is on a tough assignment down covering the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, so he definitely is in better weather than I am since it's been pouring down rain here in Columbus, but fortunately, good weather heading to the Twin Cities soon, so that's all good news. and. As we look around Viking land and the NFL, April has arrived, which is great news on so many levels, as we, of course, know, weather-wise and in terms of NFL thoughts as April arrives. And today I want to talk about what's going on at Vikings headquarters, talk some memories that I have of working with Frank Gilliam, the longtime great Vikings player personnel man who passed away recently and a few more thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the uh, trade talks with the Jets and who has the leverage. So let's get rolling and talk Vikings. First of all, the NFL calendar when it turns to April is good news and means the Vikings off season program will begin in less than two weeks. Kind of amazing that we're already here into the 2023 season and conditioning workouts will be the first part of the offseason program then they'll start getting into meetings install meetings and and of course the on field work will begin with OTAs in May and mini camp in June and before we know it they'll be back for training camp in July the install meetings are going to be interesting of course especially for the defense with new defensive coordinator Brian Flores putting in his more aggressive system after Ed Donatel was fired early this offseason. Offensively, probably not much in terms of changes for Kevin O'Connell and his system and for Kirk Cousins, and we'll see if this is Kirk's last year with the Vikings or not. I tend to think not, but anything can happen, and we'll see what happens come draft day, certainly which will be very interesting if the Vikings decide to go quarterback. That could mean Cousins is heading out the door in 2024. But April, of course, at this point in time, teams are bringing in players to their facilities for rechecks, kind of cross-checking, visiting with the players even more closely that they're interested in, and, and teams bring in, any number of players during this period, there's a, a limit, I think, is 30 players that they can bring in. Unfortunately, I, I believe it's kind of a waste of money at this point and kind of over-analysis leading to, per, to paralysis, but that's part of draft season. And certainly a, a big part of the Vikings' hope will be to, to get greater contributions from the upcoming 2023 draft picks, even though they've only got five picks in this draft uh, first-rounder, and then they've got the third-rounder's the next pick. The, the second-rounder was traded away for T.J. Hawkinson's certainly a worthwhile trade. But the Vikings also are hoping to get much greater contributions from the 2022 draft class this year after so many of, of those draftees were derailed by injuries last year, most notably the first two picks, safety Lewis and cornerback Andrew Booth, Jr., along with a a promising fourth-round corner and a Caleb Evans, who we saw some good things from before he got hurt. And there are several other players in that 2022 class that will be certainly having bigger roles. We we know Ed Ingram, the second-round guard, played, I think, every snap last season and had an up-and-down season was pretty good in the run game, a little shaky in the pass protection, but but I think he'll be better in year two, certainly with the experience. <clears throat> Third rounder, Brian Asamoah, looked good in limited play last year. He's fast, and he should be a starter at inside linebacker this season after Eric Kendricks was released. I liked what I saw in fifth round running back Ty Chandler in training camp, showed flashes of talent and in the preseason, and he could get a greater opportunity for playtime if the Vikings trade or release Dalvin Cook, as we've discussed. And certainly Alexander Madison, in that case, would be the starter. But Chandler and Kane Wang Wu would, would, would be the, the next backs playing. Chandler, I think, has got some real good potential. Another fifth-round pick last year, Asese Otomeo, from, from the University of Minnesota, got some play time, and, and he could also develop. And we saw some signs of, of potential in – wide receiver Jalen Nayor, the sixth-round pick. And he could have an opportunity to compete for the third receiver spot with KJ Osborne moving to number two after the departure of Adam Thielen. So I always said that players improve the most from year one to year two. I think that last year's draft class will make much greater strides this year in that regard. But looking ahead to the 2023 draft, as I said, only five picks, and it's expected that GM Quasi Adolfo Menza will select a corner in the first round from a very talented group, but I would certainly not be surprised if the pick is a pass rusher, a defensive tackle, or even a quarterback because of the uncertainty with Darius Smith and his situation, who he's asked to be traded. Kirk Cousins, lack of an extension so far, even though they did restructure his contract, but right now his this is his last year under contract. I still expect him to get it, an extension done. It's just been, I think, delayed by some of the other <coughs> quarterback signings around the league, <coughs> particularly Daniel Jones, as we've discussed. And then the free agent departure of starting defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson, I think contributes to the possibility of a defensive tackle being taken in that first spot. So a lot of exciting things happening here in the month of April, and things will ramp up into June, and we'll be following it very closely here on Talk North. want to thank our producer, Brandon Morton, and as I said, our longtime sponsor, White Bear Lake Superstore. I'm always excited to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, my longtime friend, owner, Paul Rubin his general manager, Charlie Gattrell, and their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC dealer six years running with the best selection and their super-friendly premium team. And check out their great website, WhiteBearLakesSuperstore.com, and you will see 0.9% APR for five years on 2022 GMC Sierra 1500 crew cab models, 3.9% APR for five years, plus a $750 purchase allowance on 2023 Buick Encore GXs, 1.9% APR, and a $750 purchase allowance on 2022 and 2023 GMC terrains, plus no monthly payments for 90 days on these great vehicles. The White Bear Lake Superstore is the used HD truck headquarters. And they also are the Quigley 4x4 van superstore. White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC is a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at Superstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. I want to talk a little bit about my longtime friend, Frank Gilliam, who I worked with for 20 plus years at the Vikings, great guy as I said, passed away recently. He had a a great eye for talent. He and Jerry Reichow formed a a terrific tandem in running the player personnel area for the Vikings for so many years, even going back to when Jim Finks was GM through Mike Lynn and, and through my era as GM. And Frank certainly played an instrumental role along with Jerry and Scott Studwell in in later years in identifying talent in the draft and free agency to help build so many playoff teams for the Vikings. And this year is the 25th anniversary of the 1998 draft and we've talked about when we selected future Hall of Fame receiver Randy Moss. And Frank, of course, played a major role in our making that decision. Frank will be greatly missed by all of us who were very privileged to work with him. So as we look around the NFL, it's, as we said, kind of a quiet time on the free agent front because at this point teams are really kind of waiting until after the draft to then go into the what we may call even the third phase of free agency where you kind of fill holes that weren't filled through the draft. And so the focus now on the draft and those top picks in the draft starting with with. The uh, Carolina Panthers at number one overall, and are they going to take Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama, or C.J. Stroud, the quarterback out of Ohio State? Houston, number two, be waiting on that decision. Cardinals at number three, and they may trade down with Indianapolis at four so that Indy can take a quarterback, and the Cardinals should have their eye on Will Anderson, the great edge rusher out of Alabama, would be the first defensive player picked most likely very interesting and we'll talk more perhaps next week about could jalen carter take a a steep fall in the draft perhaps even to the viking spot as happened with randy moss we never thought randy moss would get to us at 21 i don't think jalen carter is going to get that far but he certainly made a lot of bad decisions starting with that racing incident when two people passed away and then he goes to his pro day Overweight, can't finish the workouts. We'll talk a little bit more about Jalen Carter in the weeks ahead. But back to Aaron Rodgers, and a lot of the discussion going on right now is who has the leverage in the Aaron Rodgers trade negotiation between the Packers and the Jets. I think overall it's fairly equal. The Packers clearly have had enough of Rodgers' drama and they're ready to move on to Jordan Love to take over at quarterback. And the Jets have also made it clear that Rodgers is their choice to lead the team. And Rodgers has said he wants to go to the Jets. So here we are. The Jets players, coaches, and fan base are counting on it to happen, especially after the poor quarterback play that derailed their season last year from former number one pick Zach Wilson. And The Jets want him to sit and watch Rodgers for a while and see how – the future Hall of Famer gets it done. I do think in the pre-draft period right now, the Jets have slightly more leverage because the Packers would much prefer to get the trade completed and pick up a probably a second-round pick in this month's draft, either number 42 or 43. The Jets have both of those picks. I think it's unlikely the Jets would give up their first-round pick, number 13 overall, but I think they would certainly give up one of these two second-round picks. And then plus maybe a conditional pick next year, depending on Rogers' production, that could be a second rounder moving to a first rounder if he gets him to the playoffs and plays 75% of the plays or whatever. So meanwhile, the Jets, of course, would like to get Rogers into their facility when the offseason program opens in two weeks. But really, they don't need him present until May when the on-field work begins in OTAs and let's let's, uh, let's be honest here. Rogers' former offensive coordinator at the Packers is Nathaniel Hackett, who's now the Jets' offensive coordinator. Rogers knows Hackett's offense from being at Green Bay, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's already got a, a Jets playbook <laughs> or portions thereof on the sly from Hackett. Even though that's not supposed to happen until a player is traded, and certainly another factor on the Packers' part that they're mentioning is that they'll take on an additional $9 million cap charge this year by trading Rodgers before June 1st, where they would absorb a $40 million dead money hit to their cap, which they can afford to do right now, and just get it over with in one year rather than spreading it over two years if he's traded after June 1st. Now, having said that, if no deal is made before the draft, then I think the leverage shifts to the Packers as they can say, hey, we we want to wait until after June 1st to finalize the trade so they can split the salary cap. Dead money hit over two years, which would give them $25 million of additional cap room this year to add some bargain-free agents, sign their draft class. And let's remember the, the salary cap right now is on the basis of the top 51 players, and eventually you have to cover all the players on your roster which is 53 plus maybe four or five injured reserve players plus a practice squad. So even the Vikings, with only about a million dollars of room, they need to free up more room in order to sign their draft choices, maybe add a a bargain-free agent, such as a guy like Justin Houston is still sitting out there. And he had nine-and-a-half sacks last year. Yeah, he's 34 years old. But I would love to see him in a purple uniform, and I'm sure the Vikings would, too, because the guy seems like he never ages. <laughs> and I think they could get him for maybe three to $5 million on a one-year deal. I think they also need a veteran receiver after Adam Thielen left to perhaps be that number three guy behind Jefferson and, and, and Osborne. And we know the third receiver plays a lot in this offense. It could be Jalen Naylor, as I I suggested. It could be Jalen Rager, but maybe it's a guy like Jarvis Landry who is still available in free agency. I don't think it's going to be Odell Beckham Jr. (laughs) because that would be too pricey. And similarly with with DeAndre Hopkins, who's a guy who's been rumored to be on the trade block in Arizona, I don't think the Vikings are trading for him when they're going to have to be paying Jefferson over $30 million a year very shortly. So it will be interesting to see what the Vikings do. If they can indeed free up some more room, the easiest way to do that is get an extension done with, with Cousins in which they can even lower his cap number further. Or if they decide to release Zadaria Smith or, or Dalvin Cook, those are significant savings of anywhere from 7 to $12 million per player. So, I think that those are some things that can happen down the road here, either pre-draft or post-draft. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on all these things that are that are going on in Viking land and around the NFL. And so, meanwhile, it was kind of interesting this week, um, as I've mentioned before, <clears throat> I've been doing some writing for a website called The, the 33rd Team, and they asked me this week, to, to rank the nine best players to potentially hit the free agent market next year. And it was an interesting project to work on. You can check out my story on on the33rdteam.com. And in that particular exercise, what was kind of fascinating was to look at the 2023 free agent class had, had a lot of impact players <clears throat> who made big bucks on the open market. We know that. But the 23 class really pales in comparison to the superstar talent that could hit the market next year. <clears throat> now, of course, we, we qualify that by saying a lot of these players will be extended this year or they'll be franchise tagged next February. But some of these guys are going to hit the market and the leader in my group was Nick Bosa of the 49ers. There's no way I would think that the 49ers ever let him get out the door. He had 18 and a half sacks last season, 51 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, and an incredible 48 quarterback hits. He's a three-time pro bowler, the number two overall pick in 2019. He's only 25 years old. That's the perfect age to sign a, a player to a a great big second contract, and I always preferred to sign free agents coming out of the rookie deals. So Nick Bosa will be shooting for the top of the edge rusher, <clears throat> defensive end, outside linebacker market, which is led by T.J. Watt at $28 million a year. <clears throat> and certainly another guy who's got an eye on that market is is Daniel Hunter of the Vikings. He's not going to get to that level, but he definitely wants to exceed his current $15 million a year deal. And that, that's a Contract that's been kind of under the radar, but it's going to be com- coming up for conversation very soon, believe me. And then you've got Lamar Jackson, who could again, once again, be franchised by the Ravens. If he's not signed long term or doesn't sign with another team, he could be on the market next year. And if they franchise him again, it would go up another 20% to close to $40 million. That, that's a really hard hit for a team <clears throat> to take cap wise. Chris Jones of the Chiefs, uh, probably the best defensive tackle in the league. And he'll have his eye on Aaron Donald's deal. That was $31.7 million per year. Donald had been the best defensive tackle in the league, but had some injury issues last year, and <clears throat> his production declined a little bit. And Chris Jones, I think, right now is the best guy. And we just saw Darren Payne sign for $90 million over four years, 22 and a half a year. So Chris Jones has been making $20 million a year. No chump chains, but he's going to be looking for a lot more than that next year. Devin White, a great inside linebacker from the Buccaneers, will be potentially hitting the market. Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans. Then there's Kirk Cousins of the Vikings. He's definitely in my top nine. T. Higgins of the Bengals, wide receiver. Trevon Diggs, great corner. The Cowboys had 11 interceptions in 2021. And he's entering his final year as, as a second round pick under contract. He doesn't have to deal with that fifth year option. Another under the radar guy, Brian Burns of the Panthers. Excellent outside linebacker, edge rusher. 12 and a half sacks, 22 quarterback hits last year. He's scheduled to play under his fifth year option in Carolina. And so we'll see what happens with him if they franchise him. A bunch of running backs I talked about. And another guy I put in my list is an honorable mention, TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> and he's entering the last year of his contract on his fifth-year option with the Vikings at $9.4 million. So he could face a franchise tag if the Vikings don't extend him this year or, or franchise him next year if they can afford the, the cap hit. So interesting going ons, goings on around the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, Vikings – the draft players coming in for visits a lot of stuff going on and we will continue to cover it on our talk north podcast jeff diamonds vikings and nfl insider brought to you by the white bear lake superstore buick gmc and look forward to talking with you next week jim will be back from augusta and everybody have a great week and thanks for joining us